Hello, good evening everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dull Crayons. I am your host, uh, Gabriel Zuger, along, as always, with my co-host... Uh, Julian Ambler. Hey there, guys. We are recording from uh, the Mendelssohn Studios tonight. Um, for those who don't know, that is... Uh, it's a funny inside joke about... Gabe's wife not taking his name. It's very emasculating. I, I, you, you call it emasculating, but I, you know, I, I would have even considered a, a, a hyphenate for myself. You know, Zuger Mendelssohn. No, oh, I would have kept my last name as my last name, Mendelssohn Zuger. You know. You mean you would have changed your middle name? Yeah, but I already have two middle names. So then I would. What have are your two like, middle names? Well, my, I'm, I'm. Uh, well, I have, I have David, uh, named after my uncle, and I have Stoller, my mother's maiden name, who also oh. didn't take uh, her husband's name. So, yeah, I feel like then I would have been really just burdened with names. Yeah, no, I mean, I I do feel similarly. I already similarly. didn't fit on a Scantron, which was always heartbreaking for me as a child, so, you know. Well, normally they just ask for a middle initial. Yeah, but then I always got confused because I, I felt like I was trying to honor both last names, so I would always try to put... So like, you would put the incorrect name down on your... Totally. No, totally. For at least, like, four grade levels, I did that. Um, one second, guys. Sorry. Um, hold on. Let me... I guess it's showing up. Sorry, we're... We've had some technical difficulties, uh, and I'm just looking at GarageBand, and my voice doesn't pick up with the same, you know, fullness that Gabe's does. But now I'm seeing the, the little sine waves. You'll never be as full as I am. Yeah. It's something you're going to have to get accustomed to in life. But um, speaking of standardized testing and Scantron yeah. sheets, uh, this week... We were hoping to talk to you guys about the Wonderlick test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is an aptitude test, I guess. Uh, that I some, it was originally used. Some have even used... called it the Quickie IQ test. Um. So, and you, you would be impressed really to find out who the some were. <laughs> some very big names. Um, but anyway, so uh, it. It's been used in a variety of places, but you might know it best, or its current major use is to measure the reasoning ability of professional NFL players. Yep. I mean, I guess that's redundant. NFL players or professional football players. But correct. Yeah. There are no amateurs on an NFL team. And when we ran this by my wife, who is... Other than Roethlisberger. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know much about football. <laughs> that was the only name I could pull. Oh, but the, the religious guy would have been the better one, right? Oh, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Well, I like, what rank amateur right there. I like the Roethlisberger poll, though. Uh, do you Have you ever watched um, the, the bad lip sync or bad lip reading videos on YouTube? I mean... I'm familiar with the concept. I've okay. seen some. So they, they, they do bad lip readings for uh, like NFL clips. And um, 
actually I was just watching one the other day and for Roethlisberger they always choose for you know for everybody they make up different voices and different things they're saying for Roethlisberger his voice is always the highest falsetto that they can hit but he's the only one that goes that way so I'm really glad that you chose Ben Roethlisberger's name for that punchline because you know he sounds like this um I thought I thought it was going to go another way. I thought it was going to be he'd have the Matt Damon voice from Team America. Um, What's that voice like? Well, just the only thing that Matt Damon ever says in puppet form, I guess, in that movie is just, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do that for, for some other players, but I, I don't think that one's as consistent of a note. I, there's a sort of like bad lip reading thing. It's not called bad lip reading, but there's a video of like a dog that like is yawning and maybe they put peanut butter in its mouth <laughs> and they've like done. Oh, I think I've seen this one. It's yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. Because dogs can't it's talk. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plot of uh, Look Who's Talking Now, I believe. The, oh, I thought the that was a third baby. In the. Well, no, no, no. The first two were babies, and then the, then third, the third one, one they added a dog to the mix of babies. Oh, that makes sense. Does it though? I mean, it really doesn't, because before it was like, okay, it's like two babies talking to each other, and babies don't talk, and now it's like dogs and babies understand each other. I or... thought the third one was uh, an older kid, but uh, it was. An older kid with uh, incredibly severe autism who never spoke, and then he started speaking, and that's what "Look Who's Talking Now" was about. That's that's the remake. They're oh. they're 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 working on that right now. They're in pre-pro. I. Oh wait, is that? I think the... you signed a non-disclosure not to discuss that. No, actually. I'm I'm thinking of the movie where Tom Hanks is the dad and he dies in September 11th. And wait, is that is that a? Incredible something is that a Jonathan Safran Foer book? I don't know, maybe. Incredibly loud and yeah, fucking close, and extremely close. <laughs> um, was the dog at nighttime or whatever? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Those are two different things. Wait, then there's the incident of the dog in the nighttime. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The famous musical that got turned into a movie about September 11th. It's interesting. In rewrites, they like scrapped everything except for the autism. And the dog. Was the dog consistent or no? Well, maybe I'm remembering uh, the curious case of Benjamin the dog whose buttons at nighttime. Um, but that's not really about the dog, is it? Well, wait. No, 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 no. That's the one where the dog is getting younger, but he's getting younger by seven years for every human year. Or, yeah. And he talks, and he helps an autistic boy. Oh, and the dog is racist. <laughs> he's racist. And he helps an autistic boy to uh, to foil the plot of September 11th in order to save his father, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a story of the dog, Mark Wahlberg. Right. Um, anyway, uh, we've 
we've veered. We've veered a little bit. But speaking of Mark Wahlberg, Stanley. he was famously a walk-on to the Eagles in the <laughs> 1970s, uh, which it just if you think about it, he used to be a foot a walk-on football player. Before that, he was a bartender, walk-on football player, then became a popular musician, now an actor. Guys, and then also an executive producer of Entourage. <laughs> And, well, isn't he also like uh, you know co CEO of Wahlburgers? The uh, oh, I assume that's a Donnie franchise. No, it's not even Donnie. It's, it's uh, the other one. It's the other one. It's 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 Merv. It's, Merv Wahlberg. It's Steve Baldwin actually. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He just decided to be a Wahlberg instead of a Baldwin because he wasn't getting enough attention. Yeah, uh, I feel like Steve Baldwin the role he was born to play was George Clinton. As in Bill Clinton's brother, not the musician. <laughs> not, not, not George Clinton, the god of funk. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, failures of brothers, right? <laughs> um, okay, so back to this Wonderlick. So when when we brought this up to, to my wife, who who is a, an avid football fan. His wife. That we were gonna, that we were gonna discuss the Wonderlick and, uh, and what it's about, she said. Well, why? Why would they even be testing the aptitude, the the cognitive aptitude of football players? Like, what purpose would that possibly serve? Eugenics. So I'm gonna pose that question to you, Julian. Why are they? Why are they testing them? Um. Well, I feel like a lot of old school coded racism in sports, you know, has to do with like people who have a good head for the game versus like people who just know how to run. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm sure it was originally started to be implemented because uh, people wanted stuff to back up their coded racism about talking about running quarterbacks. <laughs> um, it's sort of like the thing of like people complaining that uh, there's too much traveling in basketball and they like just good old fashioned Princeton style ball. Right. We want to see solid fundamentals instead of all this fancy ball hogging. Yeah. 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 It's. Yeah. You know, they don't want to watch one video. <laughs> They're. They just like the classic pass heavy version of the game. Um, but like. You know, that's just but what not a, a Globetrotters pass heavy version, because I mean, those guys pass all the time. My point is just that, you know, uh, racist people always love to categorize uh, athletes in different ways that, you know, that it's uh, that most of our sports have become African American dominated uh, isn't tough is a thing about like the the head for the game has gone away yeah i'm sure wonder like no I, actually i'm sure well, they just started doing it because i don't know uh athletes are treated like chattel and I so mean, why I'm, wouldn't you yeah. quantify I'm, their I'm skills i'm sort of gonna say this is a, a ding ding and a ding like you're you're really hitting at least for me my understanding of it on the head which is you know the wonderlick for for whatever good or ill it was conceived in it is as we established sort of a quickie iq test and at one point was actually used in the air force and the navy 
uh, prior to World War II. And my understanding is it was brought to the game of football by the coach, the uh, Dallas Cowboys coach, Tom <gasps> Landry. Landry. <laughs> Uh, I know about Landry Fedora because wearing Tom Landry. I watched a lot of King of the Hill. <laughs> yes, we all wish we went to Tom Landry Middle School with Bobby. Man um, always wore a suit and a fedora to games. <laughs> and every time Bill Belichick shows up in a, a Snuggie, the, the corpse of Tom Landry shivers another death shiver you should you you all at home should know that when when uh julian goes to get his haircut he brings with him a picture of tom landry with fedora on and asks to get that style um i i just want to point out for someone who does not watch any football or care about it uh you know a lot of these proper nouns i'm i'm real on top of (laughs) you are you were crushing it tonight. You had you had the uh, the Christian guy, I believe you called him. Uh, you had Landry and uh, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow. So anyway, uh, Landry, who was himself a, a military guy, he brought it over and decided to assess he, his own team using the Wonderlick. And Landry somehow, was like the Patton of World War Two. And football. And football. <laughs> Especially football. And and somehow that got adopted by the NFL writ large, and so it's now used at the Combine. But so well, it's going like that back thing... to your point about, about it being, you know, sort of a chattel thing, you know, I could see them using the Wonderlick basically in the in the Navy and the Air Force to say, Well, you you sir have a high enough score that you could be an officer and you are a grunt whose only job is going to be to, you know, follow orders. I could see them wanting to find as many low scores, frankly, as they could, you know, for, you know, to have people who would just be able to do simple menial tasks. Which, yeah, I saw the blind side. Yeah, you saw the blind side. Exactly. There, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there on the football field. You know, the. Football loves to use war terminology. You know, you've got the the field general and the quarterback. And well, my understanding is that that was the sort of like the war like uh, vocabulary of football is sort of an invention of like the seventies and like NFL films. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that comes out of Landry or or any of this stuff. When was Landry? When was he a coach? Yeah. Oh, I want to say in the... Then just do it. Just do it. I want to say in the 60s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before people really watched football. Uh, before Definitely before people really watched football. And, you know, also before the... You know, he is famous for being the Cowboys' longtime coach. But before they really had any success either. So, I mean, it's... You mean America's team? Well, back then they weren't known as America's team. Like when were, then, when did they become known as America's team? I don't know, team? but back then they were known as the, the the bridesmaids because they were always the bridesmaids, but never a bri- They always got to the Super Bowl, but then lost. That's still impressive. There were fewer teams then, <laughs> so it's less impressive. What year was the expansion? <laughs> Well, there there have been a few. Exp- do you mean the the expansion? Do you mean the uh, the contract or not contraction? But do you mean the the combination when they went NF- oh. NFC AFC? 
maybe. Because that, that, yeah, I want to say that's the late 60s, mm. early 70s. Well, you just commented that they were, uh, there were less teams back then. Yeah. And I was just sort of curious uh, yeah. when, when we got to our bloated 30 teams or I mean, whatever back there then, are. We're talking about a time when even the Detroit Lions could win championships. So, you know. Well, we're, that's also a, a time when age. Detroit was could win anything, <laughs> like at life. Uh, yeah, Detroit's had a rough go of it, guys. <laughs> the Tigers occasionally do okay, go. right? Yeah, when they're not the losingest team in you know major league history, they they have had some streaks, definitely. Uh, major League uh, is long for MLB. For those who are not <laughs> big sports heads like Gabe. Thank you. Um, so getting getting back to it though, uh, the Wonderlic is it is an aptitude test of 50 questions designed to be taken in 12 minutes. And it is also popularly used, I would say, as just sort of a, a general um, employer or sorry, employee uh, aptitude test. Have you ever had to take the Wonderlick no, test at work? I've never had to take the Wonderlick test, but I mean, you know, from from the we research, the we research that we did uh, before this recording, it it seems like they are selling it. Uh, even now in 2017. Well, I did notice on the Wikipedia page, it does have a score that qualifies someone to be a janitor. So <laughs> I suppose, you know, uh, custodial services, uh, you know, put it, put their uh, employees through it. I guess so. I guess so. Now, I, I noticed that that score, so it was out of, the score is out of 50. That was a score of 14, and there were no other jobs below it. Do we assume that 0 to 14 qualifies you to be a janitor, or is that more like No, you a, have to get You have 14. to get 14. I see. Yeah. If you're below 14, I don't know. Uh, I think you're a candidate for euthanasia. Well, then that's... Well, in a different country, not well, here. Well, then that's, that's really going to become a, a, a point of issue when we when we get to some of our more famous and notable scores that we have but i think before we get to that why don't we take a look at some sample wonderlick questions just to find out you know really what what this is a measure of and and what this is getting at Shall okay we? okay quiz me buddy okay so the first question is and these are all multiple choice oh sorry actually this one's going to be a write-in this is which number is larger? 0. 0.5, 5, 30, 400. Enter a numerical value only. So, Julian, which one is it? 0. 0.5, 5, 30, or 400? Well, it's 400 because that has the most numbers. Okay, he says it's 400. Uh. And you were correct. Your next question is, choose the sentence that best joins the sequence of events stated below without omitting any details or changing the meaning. 
A car crashed into the telephone pole. The power went out. I got the generator working. Your first choice is, I got the generator working after the power went out and a car crashed into a, the telephone pole. Your second choice, the power went out after I got the generator working. A car crashed into the telephone pole. Your third choice, a car crashed into a telephone pole causing the power to go out and me to get the generator working. Your fourth choice, the power went out after a car crashed into the telephone pole. I later got the generator working. I mean, I guess I'd go with four. Um, I don't see how this is relevant to uh, to football. I guess the Wonderlic test wasn't designed for football. Uh, but also, like, that's still kind of clunky. It's not like one, that last one was like, oh, that is, like, efficient uh, use of the English language. Uh, that whole fucking question was clunky. Like, even even if this weren't about, you know, or even if this weren't a test taken by football players, let's say this were a test taken by janitors or U.S. Navy men or anything. Like, why? Simply why for that question? Well, you know, for efficient relay of information up to your command. I don't see it. Well, I don't know what to I say don't see to that. It. Well, also because I mean, this thing, this thing purports to be about you know cognitive abilities, but I don't see like summarizing three shitty fragments of sentences into you know one clunky sentence as, or synthesizing them into one clunky sentence as any test of cognitive ability. That's just sort of like a you know, strunk and white, which one is the best one kind of like, well, I do suppose I imagine people must get these wrong. They do. Oh, they do. Um, what's the next one? Okay. The next one is aunt is to uncle as grandfather is to father, grandmother, mother, sister, nephew. Ooh, before you answer, I really like that. Well, a lot of football players come from the South. So, I would say both grandmother, mother, and sister are all uh, believable answers. I, I really also want to add that I, I love that I, uh, I profess that this was going to be a multiple choice uh, test. And then as soon as we started, there was a write-in answer. Uh, an answer with four choices. And now an answer with five choices. So, I feel like you know, part of the confusion and maybe part of the reason why we're going to see such low scores later is maybe like, why are there, why are there different forms of answering on something that should be so standardized? Julian, have you ever taken a standardized test where the number of answers changed? I think sometimes you have tests that like some sections will have four possible answers and some will have five because then you'll have like sections that occasionally have all of the above is... I can't even think of it, dog. I'm thinking of some sections where it's like true, false. Like some sections might have two and some might have a standard number, but usually that's four. And I don't I don't usually see them changing from time to t from from question to question. Yeah, I, I don't know. All I, right. I, what are we going with on uh, aunt is to uncle as grandfather is to. Well, I was saying that... Is this about transgender, too? Because we're going from aunt 
to uncle and then grandfather to are we suggesting that this grandfather might have previously been I know it's very forward thinking test yeah the times we live in people they have been updating it um it's a great thing <laughs> uh, progress yeah I, I mean I hope that's what they mean I hope this is about this is in reference to somebody's aunt who has become uh, decided to go under a change and become their uncle and also has a grandfather who's going under a change to become a grandmother and I hope it's not that you know the aunt has sex with the uncle and the grandfather has sex with the grandmother, the mother and the sister because oh, no. that's fucked up. Oh no, 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 no. That, that wasn't my reading of it all. My reading was that the aunt does decide consciously to become an uncle, but then as time passes, they too become then a grandfather. And as such, because they went from aunt to uncle, they are also, well, as one, a grandmother as well. But I mean, uh, aunt and uncle are not exclusive. To, like, you can be a grandparent and also be an uncle. Right. I thought there was a passage of time happening here in this question. Well, I mean, it's taken us long enough to answer, but... Well, we only get 12 minutes to answer 50 questions, so uh, how are we doing on this one? <laughs> I know. Let's wing it. Let's put in grandmother. Okay, we're going to go with grandmother. <laughs> we're out of time. <laughs> oh, we got it wrong. <laughs> Next question. And now we're now we're at two answers on this question. Are are you understanding what I'm saying now? If the red suitcase weighs 40 pounds and the blue suitcase weighs 25 pounds, and the black suitcase weighs 72 pounds. Hey, do you remember that scene in um, Live Free or Die Hard? Nope. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance when they have to weigh the water bottles. Oh, yeah, in, with the uh, gallon jugs. In Square yeah. Park. Yeah, I love that scene. That's in Tompkins? I believe it's filmed in Tompkins. I don't there's... know if they were playing it as Tompkins, but it's definitely filmed there. But there, there's no fountain I know of in Tompkins. You're right. I mean... Was that even shot in New York? Now I'm questioning the whole thing. It's probably all Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, okay. So if the red suitcase weighs 40 pounds and the blue suitcase weighs 25 pounds and the black suitcase weighs 72 pounds, any two of them together weigh at least 70 pounds. True or false? Uh, falso. You're going to go with no two of them together weigh wait, wait. at least 70 pounds. But it's saying any two of them together. Therefore, there's no combination of two. It's asking, is there any combination of two that weighs less than 70 pounds? And there are combinations of two that weigh less than 70 pounds. Oh, that's a good question. Wait. No, it, the, the question's clear. See, it says any two of them together oh. weigh at least 70 Oh, Gabe, you might be a fullback. So we're, going, <laughs> we're going with false here. Wait, have we have we established if fullback is lower than janitor yet? I don't know. Okay, we'll um, get there later. All right, which of these numbers is But we not, know the tight end is Wait, smart. wait, this is already my favorite question. 
Which of these numbers is not like the other? Which of these numbers is not like the other? Three, four, five, seven, eleven. Actually, there's a number of answers to that. You no, could, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to hear a number of answers to well, that. I well, think okay. there is one answer to that. Well, you could either go by, you know, four of them are single-digit numbers, or you could do four of them are odd. Uh, or four of them are prime, which is the same as the odd ones. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's come on, dog. It's, it's, it's four. Or it could be Fibonacci sequence because which wouldn't three plus four equals seven, seven plus four equals 11. Five could be the one that should so be there. So five is the odd one out. No, I'm just saying uh, there's a number of patterns one could find in these five numbers. <laughs> they, they literally didn't ask for that. They, they no, they said which are not like the others. And I'm the answer is probably four. But my point is that one could argue for excluding any one of these numbers. I like that. I, the point I was going to make earlier was that this is, you know, clearly along the easier side of this test. But that this oh, test wait, goes did we to ever read extremes. out the numbers? I don't think you did. Did you? I said three, four, five, seven, oh. eleven. Yeah. I just want to make sure that our audience. And yet, you've somehow made this more complicated. And My point is, I'm too smart for the Wonderlick test. Right. Right. And I, I think that, too, will show up in our discussion later after a few more uh, sample questions. Okay, just read the next All right, next question. Taylor is going on a road trip. I mean, the question here already is, is Taylor a, a boy or a girl, obviously? Taylor is going on a road trip that is 600 miles long. Her friend, or his, recommends that she buy engine oil. Engine oil, A, because it will save her 60 cents on gas for every 20 miles of the trip. Oil A, however, will cost $35. Is it worthwhile for Taylor to buy the oil if she has a coupon for $10 off the price? All right, so we're saying that the engine oil A uh, saves her 60 cents for every 20 20 miles. miles. Right. I mean, is it worth it? for wear and tear in her car in the long run? Probably yes, but if on this specific trip, uh, she's not making that money back. So I guess no. I guess. Right. But you should get your engine oil replaced. It it would definitely help if we knew what kind of car she was driving, right? I mean... Oh, I was assuming it was a Honda Civic, the most common car in America. See, that's interesting because I was assuming it was an SUV. Otherwise, why was she so concerned with, you know, her output per gallon per 20 miles of the trip? There's a thing called the environment gate. <laughs> so we're assuming it's not a Tesla then. Is that is that my understanding? No, Taylor sounds poor. <laughs> okay, we're going with no? Mm-hmm. Phenomenal couple more of these and then we're gonna go to some some famous scores which word is different from the others and none of them okay. i'm gonna read say them. none of them read them i am gonna read them but i'm gonna say before i do that none of them fit into the fibonacci sequence so the answer is four don't outthink it ball stick rake glove cleat ball stick Rake, glove, cleat. 
This I is a I don't know. All of these are difficult question. Well, because all of them are fun sex objects. Right. I guess you would say rake because it's not a sporting good. Right. But, but stick is an interesting choice of language. But cleats is probably the only thing you can't buy at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glove is the only thing that well no, I guess glove and cleat come in pairs. That's true. Um rate ball is the only spheroid. Well, I not all gloves come in pairs. Not all gloves come in pairs. And but, but there's nobody out there wearing just one cleat. <laughs> <laughs> it did they'd look like, you know, if like a cleat a woman who's fit. Uh, heel has quit. broken on her high heel, just mm-hmm. like that weird limp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And probably they'd run in circles because they have so much more traction on one side. <laughs> I see. So the cleat foot is the pivot foot, and or it, it no, that's the stable foot, and then the other foot is just sort of running around it. Yeah, more or less. Okay. <laughs> or, well, no, that foot gets more traction, so you'd be sort of you'd be curving towards your uncleated foot because that foot pulls much better. Oh, see, that's not what I saw at all. Interesting. Well, you saw like someone basically pirouetting on their Mm -hmm. cleat Mm -hmm. foot. Mm -hmm. But my point is the cleat would never pirouette because the cleat has such great traction. It's the other shoe that, you know, it slides. Well, now now I'm just picturing somebody stuck in snow with one cleat on and one, you know, barefoot, like a car stuck in snow that's just a like just revving but can't get anywhere. So these you and were that, thinking of like cleats as in the things that like ice climbers put on their feet. I wasn't until now. Oh. I just like a type the, of cleat. I just like the image of somebody physically stuck in snow but but they're not. They're it's just their feet and they're trying to get out and they're just revving the way that like or they're 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 running that foot in circles the way like Scooby and Shaggy used to, you know. Mm-hmm. What answer are we going with here? I think rake. Okay, we're gonna go with rake. This does feel tailored to uh athletes because you know, that was an athletic question. So Let's let's label this one of our last. This is the 425 bus to the metro airport has a travel time of 1 hour and 45 minutes. The bus is running late today, though. What will be the arrival time to the airport? 525? 545? 605? Or 735? Again, the bus... The bus at 425 takes an hour and 45 minutes and it's running late well i suppose that the 635 is the only answer there but also just that it's running late 35 that's what i meant to say sorry yeah uh it's it's not a we don't have enough parameters because maybe it's running so late that it goes to the next day yeah and it's that it goes into all of the the am or we don't you know they're just it could be uh, a 12 hour long bus ride yeah. yeah. Um, traffic can be very bad. <laughs> I wish I wish all of these questions came with morals like that. Well, I think the Wonderlic like... test is all based on Aesop's fables. 
slow and steady does win the race. Yeah. That's that become that comes useful in football. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Really? Um, well you don't want to over pursue. Uh so going to Sometimes football is slow and boring and people still win. <laughs> so I know. I guess that's more of a motto of baseball. Slow and boring and not fun to watch wins the race. Right. But are they winning? Go Jankees. <laughs> wait, wait. Are we saying baseball is winning or are we saying that winning does occur in every game of baseball? Oh, there's some ties. No, there are no ties in baseball. Isn't it like if they go on for a certain number of innings and then get rained out, they'll still meet up again? I, I have never heard of a tie going in baseball. Um, what about Ty Cobb? Oh, he went. He it's went there and back. The White House lawyer, Ty Cobb. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to make that reference, actually. Why is there a oh, he's related racist to, 1930s or he's related 20s to the baseball Ty player? No. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. How so? Uh, it's not like direct. It's not like he's his grandfather. Well, right. But okay. I, I I don't know the exact relation, but I do know he is actually related to Ty Cobb. And he's fucking named Ty Cobb. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Cool name. I mean, it's a great name, but he is he is almost more known for his racist uh, proclivities than he is for his. I think you're thinking of Dred Scott. What? You're confusing Ty Cop with Dred Scott. I'm not. I promise you. But anyway, I also do, Dred Scott wasn't a racist. I do want to get. Wait. Also, does Dred Scott have a current uh, White House lawyer named after him? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Then I don't think I'm confusing him with Dred Scott. Well, whatever. Okay. Uh. We do want to get to some famous Wonderlick scores. Now, uh, again, I wish that we did know what Patton's Wonderlick score was uh, prior to... Probably through the roof. ...the war. Um, probably. You think it dropped during the war? You think after the war it was worse? <laughs> That's not what I meant. I just meant they probably weren't testing him after the war. Guys, um, war makes people dumb. <laughs> war, war is hell. Um... And it still raises the question, what is it good for? If it's not making us smarter, war, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's pretty good for conquest and getting things that you want that don't belong to you. Well, I was going to say it's good for making money, isn't it? I mean, isn't that a proven fact that war is a guaranteed moneymaker? Cool it, Dwight D. Oh, man, I totally went there with the complex. But so famous scores, uh, as we mentioned, uh, if you have uh, in the employment field, if you have a score of, say, you know, 32 or higher, you could be an electrical engineer, an engineer, a chemist, a systems analyst. Um, but if you are down in the teens, you're looking at like astronaut, um, neurosurgeon, just middling jobs. No, no, no. You're you're looking at the wrong list again, Julian. Um, down in the teens, we're looking at security guard, welder, 
warehouseman, which I didn't even know was a job. Is that just a person that, like, walks around a warehouse? I think that's someone who, like, stacks boxes. That's a warehouseman? I think. You know, someone who, like, puts stuff, organizes stuff in a warehouse. Well, are they organizing stuff, or are they just stacking boxes? Well, like, think about the... You know, the people, there has to be a guy at the warehouse that when you drop off a truck of stuff, they put it on shelves and whatnot. Okay. All I right. believe. I All don't right. know. And then at 14, we have janitor. That is that is the lowest score we have right now uh, in terms of employment fields. Yeah. So looking at some famous NFL scores that we have available to us. Do you want to start low or start high? I was going to start low with one of my all-time favorites, former... uh, Favorite scores or favorite players? Both. uh, Former Super Bowl, you know, winning catch maker, uh, Mario Manningham, um, who was a, according to this site, a third-round draft pick in the 2008 NFL draft. He scored a six. Now, having read a bit about the Look, if he brings his score up eight points, he could be a janitor. He could be a janitor. Having read a little bit about the Wonderlick, I know that a score of 10 means you are literate. So I don't want to say Mario is illiterate. But, but he hasn't proven he's literate. He hasn't proven it either. Jury's, exactly. jury's still out. <laughs> okay. Um, also in that area would be uh, Frank Gore, uh, Tavon Austin, Terrell Pryor and Carlos Hyde, all all under ten. You know, I do not know who any of those people are. It, does it really matter though? What what type of positions? Are uh, these we've got wide receivers, uh, running backs, and one quarterback turned wide receiver, I believe. Wow, Terrell well, Pryor. Terrell Pryor, what's his score? Uh, that would be a seven. Well. How was he as a quarterback? Well, they turned him into a wide receiver. Well, yeah, I'm just – did you remember him playing? I remember him playing in college. I mean, he was taken in the third round. He did, you know, okay. okay. Uh, well, did they turn him into a wide receiver because they had two quarterbacks that they liked and he happened to be have good hands? Maybe or... I'm thinking of the wrong person. I, maybe – you know what? I feel like he was actually too short to be – no. No, I'm thinking of the right one. He became Terrell Pryor Sr. That's right. Yeah. You, what's He's, what's the measure of his thumb to his uh, middle finger? Or well, is it to the pinky? What's the big measurement? But that's – no, no, no. That's not the one you want. You want the measurement of the skull from the temple to the fifth occipital. Yeah. Uh, but they won't let phrenologists in the NFL locker rooms anymore. <laughs> Um, they used to be allowed just outside the combine, but now they have to be actually 500 feet away from any entrance. Makes makes doing their job very difficult. Well, the problem was that they were discovering criminal tendencies in too many of the skulls, <laughs> and people kept having to drop people off their roster. Uh, I'm just saying a lot of NFL athlete skulls have the characteristics <laughs> of habitual wait, 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 domestic wait. abusers, wait, which wait, wait. I think evidence. Uh... Wait, wait, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you right now. 
you you mentioned dropping people off rosters for too low of scores. We are going to get to some stories, or there are stories out there, I don't know that we're going to get to them, of people whose scores were so high that they believed they fell in the draft as a result of it. Because oh, owners, teams couldn't take advantage. Owners, exactly. Owners and coaches felt like, well, he he might know too much, and he or he might not like, you know, take orders and directives the way we want our chattel to. Yeah. So, I think I think six is really what you're looking for—a guy who's gonna run and catch and do little thinking outside of that. Yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, I mean, you don't want to have a Colin Kaepernick on your hands now, do you? Like, I mean, my understanding is with actual thought processes and the ideal morals. player for an NFL team are those two robots that <laughs> bounce into each other on Fox broadcast. Uh, that robot does have a name. I forget what it is. I know he does like a lot of jumping and then a little shimmy. He also used to turn into like. Other th- he used to be a transformer and turn into like stereos and and football equipment. I don't know that he does that anymore. I think he turned. Well, into I think field their Radio Shack partnership uh, <laughs> fell apart. And I, you know what? That is how Michael Bay got his start. Actually, he choreographed the transforming robot on the Fox broadcast, and now he's speaking of lost uh, sponsorship for the NFL. You know, I. I used to think Papa John's pizza tasted disgusting. <laughs> but now that they've committed to honoring our flag, is the best tasting pizza you'll ever have. <laughs> so good. Is that what? Because it's better ingredients. I don't know if you knew that. That's how they make the pizza so good. They use better ingredients. Better Papa John's. What? You know, it's a comparative, so something. Better than something. <laughs> right. So it's. Yeah, okay. Now, which which dipping sauce do you choose when you order Papa John's? Oh, I thought those... Because realize there's a choice of dipping sauces. To be honest, I thought those were like a free drink that came alongside. I've just been drinking a lot of ranch dressing lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not discouraging you from taking shots of garlic butter and... Uh, or garlic butter substitute and ranch dressing uh but i think they were meant for dipping um yeah uh, i i've got a lot to learn about drizzling on your partner the delicious uh offerings at papa john's or father john's as us who don't know him so well call him Is he an Abbott now? Abbott Abbott Johns? Is that where we're going with this? Yes, though... Is he a holy man? An Abbott is in charge of monks, not in charge of other priests, right? It would be Monsignor Johns. Monsignor Johns. Thank you. Thank you. Or Bishop Johns. That dog will hunt Monsignor Johns. Archbishop Johns, Cardinal Johns, Pope Johns. I like like that. We did... We did have, you know, Pope John Paul II. Now we can have Pope John's. You know what, guys? I miss first. Pope Benedict. <laughs> it's like, why can't we give more uh, Hitler youth that uh, shirt-wearing positions of like moral authority? <laughs> I guess you know what. 
I complain about that, but we seem to have done a great job lately. I mean, yeah, he he certainly he reformed the the boys back then, and but all joking aside, new pope is pretty dope. You mean new pope or young pope? No, new pope. Because I think young pope is where it's at. I haven't watched young pope. Me either, but I just like the idea of Jude Law as pope. Yeah, or an American pope. That's pretty cool. You mean you mean uh, that's uh, Jude Law plays the first American pope in Young Pope. Well, not not you mean not South American because we we have a South American pope now. You're saying no. I'm talking about real America. States. Yeah, real America. Fuck out of here. Where's he from? What's the? I don't know. I haven't watched any of Young Shh, Pope. You can't watch this. I don't know. I probably won't. I'm in the middle of uh, Ken Burns's Vietnam documentary. It's very <laughs> long. It's good though. You should you should watch it. It's like, you know, you've seen the Civil War, and, and how that's it, that's stuck with like, he just has to use still photos, so he has to pan over everything. Um, there's a lot of video from the Vietnam War. It's all pretty gruesome, but like it's uh, also you don't have like Shelby Foot uh, talking Bro about happened. how like I don't know. Uh, the Malai Massacre was actually about Southern pride. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, on your recommendation, I, I actually just finished watching Happy Valley, which is... Fantastic. Fantastic, and also a fantastically ironic title because there's nothing happy in that show whatsoever. In fact, yeah. even the happy moments seem to be taken away only seconds later, like a child's birthday present thrown into the garbage because of its uh, sender. Yeah, no, it is uh, bleak in the way that, like, only poor white people can be. <laughs> really? Though? I mean, yeah, in, in the same vein as, like, a shameless, you know. But shameless bleak. is, like, for laughs. I know. I just don't think it's funny. Yeah, but my point is that, like, it, shameless, like, you always know it's going to, like, sort of work out. It's, like, it's a thing of, like, oh, look at this goofy, drunk dad. It's kind of, like, some – there's a little bit of Hogan's Heroes in it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but Happy Valley's – it's bleak, but it's very good. It's, like – it's not like House of Sand and Fog in tone at all, but like there's a movie that's bleak but very good. Jesus I always Christ. cry that when I watch that movie. I'm so glad you said that because I would never have come up with that title on my own, but I cannot think of a movie that I came out of with a lower feeling about just the entire world around me. Only for my son. Only for my <laughs> oh my God. Ben Kingsley is Everybody on fire. That is the worst. And yeah, especially the police officer that Jennifer Connelly dates. That oh, he's yeah. fucking up on about every level possible. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's the worst. Uh, but you know, if you some if you want a good cry, which sometimes you do, that's like a thing. It's a relief in a certain way. Can I tell you my good cry movie that yes. uh, I watch annually just to get that one good cry out that I probably need a year? Uh-huh. Big Daddy. 
The Adam Sandler movie? The Adam Sandler movie. Bought on DVD for the specific purpose that whenever I used to watch it on TNT, because it runs like every fucking Saturday and Sunday on TNT as though it's like Groundhog's Day or something, I would always cry at exactly the same scene. Uh, I wipe my own ass, but I wipe my own ass. When, when Frankenstein is being taken away from Adam Sandler... And he's screaming down the hallway, but I wipe my own ass. And all Adam Sandler can do is stand there and say, I know, buddy. I know. And and then they go to, like, court, and then John then Stewart gets him. Yes. Yes. Mm. But, oh, boy, that scene. Every single time. Hmm. Yeah, I... You got any good cries? From that scene? From movie. Well, House of Sand and Fog... <laughs> Um, but this do you is enjoy not that cry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I mean, well, like it's not like I watch it like, oh boy, I'm <laughs> but it, it like I don't know. It's like the type of cry that feels cries. like cleansing. It's like Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there's like stuff about like fathers and sons always hits me. Um, yeah, that's rough. Stuff about uh, also like dogs dying always like hits then i'm trying to think what's a you know what will always get me choked up it's not a movie but it's that picture of when they open the 9-11 memorial and there's that picture of the dad like kneeling and just putting his hand on his son's name he's like in a suit Ooh, he oh i don't know this image but it sounds i mean it's like it's a very yeah. plain image but like it you know, it's that fathers and sons thing. I have, um, in in terms of dogs dying, there are several episodes of Futurama that I can't watch because they will make me cry every time I see them. And one of them is the episode about Fry's dog. <gasps> oh, that is so sad. No, it is the saddest thing I think I've ever seen on television. Because um, he loves Fry. Oh, my God. He loves Fry so much, and he just wants to wait there outside of the pizza shop for a thousand years until Fry gets back. He's like Fido or yeah. Hachiko. Yeah. Or oh no, that uh, is the worst. I, I even though it is a terrific episode, I simply cannot watch it because it's too upsetting. Mm -hmm. More yeah. so than Big Daddy. I'm trying to think what's a movie that's super sad, um, but not like. I mean, you've got those classic, like, like people want to reference a Terms lot of in endearment. popular culture, like Rudy and, like... Uh, Why is Rudy sad, though? Isn't Rudy a sad movie? He gets to... It's like a movie of, like, a pipsqueak who gets to run in the football. What's the... What's the, uh, what's the football one with the, with the cancer? That's that Brian song. People always think like Brian's song is this like ultimate, you know. Lorenzo's Brian Oil is one of those. What's that? It's like a cancer movie. Um, or, is that like Brewster's Billions? Because that's what it sounds like. I think it's Brewster's Millions. Oh, is it Brewster's Millions? Yeah, Brewster's Billions is a much better movie title. Yeah, but uh, that was back in the day when like million dollars was a lot of money. That's true. Um, it was apparently so much money you couldn't even spend it if you were Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, what What else? Uh, there. 
<laughs> I don't know why I wait what was the you brought up what was the last movie you brought up before Brewster's Millions uh Brian's song no I thought there was something after that oh I said Lorenzo's Oil you said Lorenzo's Oil then that had me thinking of something else oh Awakenings is sad more like is that that's uh the psych ward are they yeah like that yeah, they have the thing catatonic. yeah and then they're yeah. sort of brought back to life but it mm. the medicine stops working and they go back to being shells of themselves did not they, cr- sad in a way where like i'm weeping but it's a sad idea did they ever make a movie of uh flowers for algernon i'm sure that yeah that's one that always made me cry as a book what's sad um <laughs> uh me a sad book what about books that have ever made you cry i got flowers for algernon and where the red fern grows i've never even finished where the red fern grows because dogs dying is the worst yeah i don't know i'm struggling to think of a specific book that's like made me cry while reading it um julian has a tough time processing emotions that average humans feel hmm what foods make you cry for me it's always <laughs> onions <laughs> also when i get for lemon me, in my eye with the soul so i guess what do you believe has a soul i mean i know you're a pescatarian <laughs> i guess fish don't have souls i don't know kurt cobain told me they don't feel anything so i i live by that and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if I met a cow, I'd be bummed out about eating it. But I actually don't even like beef that much. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know why steak is the steak of foods. All right, can we go to something real quick? Uh, talk to me about about. Uh, all right, Hindus won't eat cow, right? No beef because beef is sacred. Well, because cows are sacred. Because cows, cows are sacred. Cattle Thank are. you. Cows are sacred. Now, Jews and Muslims won't eat pork because it's dirty. Because it's dirty. How can you? It, 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 it makes no logical sense to me that the reverence held for the holy is somehow the same action step that you would use for something that's so disgusting you won't even touch it. Like, well, I think it's like kosher rules and halal rules are all like sort of ancient things that are basically like health codes like that you don't mix milk and meat like philosophically it's become about uh you don't mix the mother with the child or the mother with whatever um but like you know it probably has more to do with like you know putting that stuff in the same bowl is probably yeah unhealthy or like you know, if I lived, if I was alive 3,000 years ago, I wouldn't trust shellfish. Um, right. Uh, and pigs, they roll around in the dirt. like that. So then I guess we're saying, okay, then if I can take this a step further, we are saying that, that Jews and Muslims would hunt boars and pigs and shellfish, like for sport, but wouldn't eat them. 
I mean, right. whereas, I suppose like, they were allowed to. Whereas, I don't know if they would. <laughs> I'm just trying to see where the line is, right? Because it's about it's about eating, right? Because whereas with the Hindus, they would not kill the cow. It's about not taking the cow's life. Yeah, and I'm sure the reverence figure. for cattle that got but, its way worked into Hindu religion. But we Jews don't feel any particular fondness towards pigs. Like, we just, you know, slaughter the fuck out of them as long as you don't eat what you kill. Yeah, but I, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're allowed to, I think. Okay. Um. I, yeah, I don't think it's just like wondering where the rules that, are. You know, Jews won't eat mollusks because they're like, oh, it would be so cruel to kill a clam. <laughs> I like that idea that it was sort of a a, a biblical or a um, or a Quran uh, health code. You know that it was like. I think that's the origin of them. I think in the same like, way that like in mollusks the... get a a D rating, so. Uh, I think like we're gonna write stories in which they can't be eaten. Cows became sacred because, and like Nandi became a figure in Hindu religion because, I think probably there's something of like the cow giving milk and stuff like that. That the cow, the cow gives much more over the course of its life. Sure. You know, uh, it's probably like a practical lesson that turned into a philosophical one. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, religion is just like fancy life hacks I like that or like gussied up life hacks right um you know like in a pasta strainer you know that hole that's in the middle of it that's supposed to measure out one uh serving of dry pasta if you have like spaghetti it's a thing I saw on life hacker also great way to clean a baseball cap yeah put it in the dishwasher I don't have a dishwasher, but why? Well, because you can't put it in the washing machine because it'll bang up the 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 brim. The brim. Okay. Um, but you know, it pummels it with hot water and soap. Apparently, look, these are just things I've read on Lifehacker. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I think. I, yeah. I'm sure there. I've read something about how to make the perfect burger, but once again, I don't eat that much beef, so. I think it's that you want to press it as much as possible, right? That's oh yeah, the more you it. handle the meat, the better. <laughs> that that is also something I've learned from biblical scripture. Is you definitely want to just manhandle that meat. Um, and if I've learned anything from you know Adam Carolla, it's that you want to add like 20 pounds of grill to your grill by buying. Uh, what's that great man great yeah man great I don't know what this is oh have you never listened to the Adam Carolla podcast I haven't oh yeah I'm not gonna give the competitors uh, my listens yeah he likes man great you know it's like the old exhibit meme you know hey dog I, I heard you like grills so I added some grill to your grill so you can grill while you grill that's all it is nice yeah but if that's coming from exhibit, that means like grills like teeth, right? Well, no, that's not that's not what exhibit actually Pim- said. My ride. <laughs> um, they are coming out with a new show, Pimp My Mouth. That's just grills. Um, we're at nineteen hundred bars. I think that makes us the longest running freestyle rap in history. 
Yeah, I I don't know how long that means we've been going. I don't see any time ticker. I think we're over an hour, so I think we're I think we're following this one. Yeah, you guys have gotten enough. Anyway, take the Wonderlix test. Uh, tweet out your score. Um, Email us your score. At- no, don't send it to us. <laughs> I don't want to know. Email us your closest You can privately seek out Gabe if you want to share your score with him, but I don't want to know. Please slip into Julian Ambler's DMs at Julian Ambler. Yeah, that's it. That's my that's Twitter it. handle. Just do Julian it. Julian Ambler. Just do it. Um, anyway, uh, have a good day, guys. <laughs>